is up, everybody? Welcome to this week's episode of the Dense Pixels Podcast, episode number 300, which is still crazy to, to say and to have it be happening. Um, I am joined by Micah hey, and by Carrie. What's up? Terrence, regretfully, is having some internet issues tonight, um, which really sucks because he should definitely be on this one of, of, of any of the podcasts, but... It is what it is. Um, can't can't stop technology from fucking up. Apparently, three hundred episodes. I st- am still struggling to wrap my head around the fact that we've done this that many times, and then some. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we're great, and <laughs> um, you know our longevity proves that. So I it's, I, I just want to say before we get into it because we we did a big what do you people want. Um, just to thank everyone who who listens um, and has gotten us this far. And and for all of you, especially those of you in the fan group, densepix.com slash fans, this show would not be a tenth of what it is uh, without all of you guys and chiming in with questions and just kind of staying engaged and making a little community uh, that we have built. So, again, thank you all very much. And uh, we will be with you for the next uh, 300 and then some uh, as we go along here. So, uh, real quick. So let's, let's get right into what we've been playing. Um, Carrie is unfortunately still playing. Well, I mean, you have the new expansion for monster hunter that she probably, no, I'm on PC. Iceborne isn't out on PC until January. Wait, what? Yeah. How, how is that possible? I don't know. I'm very much looking forward to getting there. In the meantime, I've been running like the event quest this week. So I've been doing the arc tempered Zora Magdaros run which is really hard um, when you're playing with randos who don't necessarily always know what they're doing. But uh, yeah, I've been getting some good loot, a really good, really good loadout now. And uh, yeah, again, if you play Monster Hunter on PC, uh, let me know. I'll I'll play Monster Hunter with you. So I, I'm shocked that they didn't come out with the expansion yet for PC. Did did the game release on PC simultaneously? No. Okay. Very, very weird. Um, it's fine because now I will be able to go into Iceborne with all of the knowledge from the few months that it will have been out on console. So I'll be able to go in with what I consider to be an advantage. Well, and and hopefully, <laughs> and hopefully, uh, squashing of any bugs that might uh, yeah. pop up at launch as well. Um, I've been playing the new updates for Tetris ninety nine, uh, of which they have made some substantial ones. So the biggest thing they added. Uh, is mostly like daily challenges and stuff like that. So now there's tons of different skins in the game finally that you can buy that used to only be able to get skins through uh, like monthly events that they used to run. Um, now you can actually get other skins uh, with tickets. Uh, the way you earn tickets is by completing daily challenges. There are four daily challenges available per day, two of them in the regular uh, online battle mode, and then two of them gated behind the paid offline modes that they have in the game, which I still haven't felt the need to buy, because if I'm going to play Tetris 99, it's going to be the online competitive mode. Uh, they've added different I- player icons, which is nice, because the icons in the game before were weak sauce, and you only got them based on leveling up, basically. Every 10 levels, you would get a new player icon. Well, they have a ton of different ones now that you unlock. Uh, that are ba- It's basically an achievement system, uh, because you unlock them by doing 
different things in the game. And then the biggest uh, upgrade for me personally is that they have the new, I think it's called the Tetris uh, Maximus mode or Invictus mode or something like that. I think it's it's Invictus. Okay. Where yeah. uh, it's it's a special online mode of the game where you can only access it if you have ever won a regular uh, online battle mode of Tetris 99. So, of course, oh, you. Yeah. I have not. <laughs> so, yes. Yeah, so, so. so, as I call it, sweaty Tetris. Um, so, <laughs> so exclusive that I've yet to play in a match on there uh, that got full of actual players. Cause so what wow. they do is they'll fill in as many human players as they can and then, and then do the rest with, uh, with CPU players to get up to 99. Uh, I think the most I've ever had in one match up there is like 60 some odd people. Um, it's mostly the same. It does start off, uh, faster. Uh, it, the, the starting speed in that mode is probably, uh, the speed that you're at when you get around like 50 or 30, in the regular Tetris mode, and it only gets more insane from there. So it is definitely a little bit higher degree of difficulty. Uh, no, I've not won in that mode yet. Um, I actually haven't even finished out uh, placing the top 20 in that mode yet. So that one's definitely a little bit more stiffer competition uh, as far as that goes. But great updates. And again, I haven't technically paid anything for this game because you get it for free um, if you have the Switch online service, which I can't believe is a year old already, uh, mm-hmm. as we found out last wow. week. Uh, the other thing you get for free with Switch Online is uh, free NES games and now SNES games, uh, which is a real problem because I'm playing <laughs> far too much Link to the Past right now. Yeah, I was going to start on that when I saw that that was available at launch for uh, SNES Online. Then I said, you know what? I got a plane ride on Thursday. Uh, I want to play it in the airport. I want to play it on the plane and... I will start then. However, I have been playing Super Mario World. Yes. Carrie, I I sat down to play two nights ago. I sat down when it it was available to play the first dungeon in Link to the Past. I said, we're going to finish the first dungeon and then we'll put it down because I don't want to burn myself out on top-down Zelda because Link's Awakening is coming out. I am now in the sixth dungeon in the dark (laughs) world as we speak. (laughs) I literally have three, only three dungeons left to go before the game is done. So, Well... It's a great game. It is a great game, and I and it's amazing how fast I can play through it because I'm pretty sure that get where I've gotten to, I've only put in like five hours so far. So that is that is linked to the past, the greatest Zelda game of all time. Uh, I'm sure people will say Ocarina or Breath of the Wild, but those people are wrong. Uh, mm. It is still it is still linked to the past. Is my favorite for sure. <laughs> mm, I'm literally wearing my Link's Awakening shirt right now. Well, you only I, got, you only got a, a couple weeks, less than a couple weeks to wait. We can have to wait. Yep. So very exciting. Uh, Micah, tell us about your adventures with the Xbox Game Pass. So yeah, I um, I was uh, convinced. I say convinced. It doesn't really doesn't really take much convincing uh, when I kind of half want to do something uh, by a couple of people in the fan group. I believe it was Michael and Aaron. Uh, forgive me if I got your name wrong. But, um, yeah, they were like, Hey, yeah, some, I, I think Michael said that, uh, he was playing gears and I asked him how it was. And then, uh, they were like, Hey, why don't you just get game pass? It's $2. Uh, you could play all of gears, the ultimate edition for $2. Um, so I said, all right, you know what? I'll, I'll sign up. And, um, and, uh, the good thing is if you sign up, I guess now, if you're listening to this to this uh, relatively recently, uh, when it drops, um, 
you get two months for two dollars and any xbox live gold that you have will be grandfathered into the subscription so i had xbox live gold up through november uh unbeknownst to me and um and and i have xbox game pass up to the beginning of the year because that's when my gold plus two months is over um it's a it's a really good deal if you don't mind playing old games and it's it's as a service i i I don't know if i if i will keep it um just because the selection of games is not um is not uh it's it's okay but um everything that i would have want i would have wanted to play i already bought and the things that i don't really care for like i still don't really care for them like i don't want to play f1 2018 i don't want to play fable anniversary you know what i mean like i don't want to play farming simulator 17 you know what i mean mm-hmm. and i'm being i'm being a bit of a dick like they have pretty good games on here like uh the new devil may cry um they have damn near the entire halo collection on here except for reach um they have uh just cause three and four those games are mindless fun uh and they have gears uh which is a brand new game that um as of this recording you can't buy it retail you can play it early um and they also have blair witch i think blair witch came out very recently so as a service if you um if you don't play a lot of games but you just kind of have this thing and you just kind of and you don't really want to like play first run games i mean it's a pretty decent service but the selection is uh, uh, it has a lot it, it's it's a lot to be desired for me and um so yeah i unless microsoft starts pumping out like first party title after first party title after first party title this service isn't necessarily for me mm. you know and then once the service is over like if you let it lapse you can't play that game you can't play gears you know what i mean so it it's a it's a decent service but um i you know i would have to see right now it feels like a like an experiment to see how many people they can hook and i'm i'm just very curious as to the rollout of games you know i don't expect too many third party titles to be on this thing day and date and i mean maybe next gen with microsoft buying a bunch of studios and um you know a lot of first party titles will be added to it but then i get the feeling that well first party titles if they start cranking out first party titles then i start to think well would they even put it on game pass i mean that's what they've that's kind of what their whole thing has been right now um right but um i mean i i don't know i (laughs) The problem, the problem, I think the other big problem here too is that there's a lot of lost value. So like when you, when you get off of your trial period, um, 
it's $15 a month to get Game Pass and Gold, and they don't have a extended option for that. Like, you can't buy a dis- – like, you can't pay $100 to get a year. Yeah, that, that was my thing. I wanted to – I don't mind doing stuff like this, but I want to prepay. Right. I don't want – I don't want a bill. And theoretically, theoretically, you can set it up so that you can purchase – money and leave it in your Microsoft account and then set up your account so that it will take money from the Microsoft account first. Well, and, but, and, appar- and apparently too, like you can, so apparently if you have game pass ultimate, you can buy regular Xbox live gold cards. Um, mm-hmm. but it doesn't, it, it gives you like lesser time and it, it's a weird. So like if you buy a one month gold card and you're on ultimate, then you get four months of ultimate. Like you're literally just paying. Yeah, for you're you're, the, the, you're the time. wasting it. Right, you're you're wasting it. The only the only way you should be doing that buying Xbox Live Gold is if you have not signed up for Game Pass yet. Like if you can get if you have not signed up for Game Pass and you can get Xbox Live at like a deal for up to three years as of right now. Like, let's say um, you hit like some sort of sale or something like that, and you get a year of Xbox Live Gold, which retails for what, 60? Mm-hmm. Let's say you get it for 40, and you buy three years of that. That's $120, right? You can do that, then get the $2 deal, and then all that time that you bought will be grandfathered in. But that's, I mean, that's a lot of. That's that's a lot of that's a lot of running around to do. If you get the and like you said, if you get the the game pass, the ultimate pass first, and then do that, then you're literally giving them money. Right. It's a it's a very weird it's a very weird like nebulous setup that they have. I don't think they really thought it through yet. But um, like I said, this feels like a litmus test for for what could be um, something maybe fleshed out a little more come next generation mm. but um look if you don't if you don't play first run games and, and you're you're very casual about your video game playing yeah it's cool it's it's, it's it's actually a pretty decent deal um but you know i i like to i like to play this shit when it comes out I'll, i will play a game for hardcore for a week and never touch it again uh, you know, like, and that's just my own way of throwing away money. So, um, but yeah, yeah, that's, that's game pass. It's still kind of, it's still kind of odd, but, um, and then a lot of the games, like a lot of the games they have are either games with gold games or games that, you know, I'm a multiple console player. So, you know, take that for what it's worth, but like they're games that I get for free via PlayStation plus. So a lot of these games I have access to without the game pass already. So it's, um, I don't know. It, it's, it's a pretty good deal. If you're a one console player who's just kind of casual about their game plan. But if you are, I mean, I hate casual and hardcore, but I don't know what else to say. So if you're more of a hardcore gamer, um, I don't know if it's a good deal mm-hmm. yet. Um, but the whole reason I got it is because I wanted to play Gears 5. And, um, you know, I, I like the Gear series. I actually like it a lot. Um, 
I, I didn't care for four too much just because fours, the characters were fine except for JD. He kind of got on my nerves, but that's my like personal hang up. Um, you know, everybody's acted well and, and, and the, the characterization is fine except for JD cause fuck him. And, um, it, but the, the story was very lacking and I know that's going to sound stupid, right? Nobody buys gears for the story. Well, I do. And, 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 and the pacing was off and it, it just meandered. I got a while halfway through and then I just kind of gave up because they weren't really like the story didn't kick into gear. I start up gears five. I look at the previously on right where they recap the events of gears four and holy shit, it gets really interesting in the back half of the game. Like that's just piss poor pacing. Well, gears five from what it appears right now, I haven't gotten too far in it. They've rectified that and they make, they make things feel interesting. One of the big hang up, the other big hang up with gears four for me, uh, besides the story was the moment to moment encounters. They weren't fun and they weren't, they just weren't fun. The enemies weren't interesting to fight. Like the swarm were just like reskinned locusts, but dumber. And then you had to fight these robots called DBs and they act, they move and act like robots, like slow moving targets. So, and that's not, that's not fun in a stop and pop, you know, for a stop and pop game. Like it was just boring. And the first part of gears five has completely rectified that. And we see these characters that like, like the gear stories, while I like them, they're not good. But the characters are really good. The characters are what drive this series, believe it or not. Like, it's just a bunch of walking penises with feelings, right? <laughs> but, but the characters are, are what endear you to the series. And for, for now, it feels like they got the story part straight. Um, it plays like Gears, which is uh, a compliment. Um, because Gears, is, it, it has a, it, Gears has a very unique feel than any other shooter and they've done nothing but perfect it. I'm, I'm amazed that this tried and true gameplay has constantly been refined and perfected and little quality of life stuff. Um, it's, it's good. Um, the new mode that they have in gears five is called escape. Um, it's a, it's a co-op mode with three players, um, where horde is, you know, a group of players trying to survive a wave of enemies. Uh, escape is you are in a room, you start off in one room and then you have to kind of navigate this maze to kind of get out. And there are random encounters from enemies. And what makes it a little different is, um, you don't have a lot of ammo. It's kind of like a survival element, right? Because when I first booted up, I see this this character running up and start punching these dudes. I'm like, what are you punching them for? Just bop, 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 bop. And then all of a sudden, oh, I ran out of bullets. And there's no none to be found. And if you're playing with randos like I did, you better hurry up and, and, and figure out where the ammo is. Because everybody's going to snatch that shit up. And you're just going to be SOL. Um. It's fun, but I think it would be more fun if uh, I've had people to play with. So if you have, if you're on Xbox, find me, and uh, we can play together. 
But so far, Gears 5 is a lot better than Gears 4. I miss the series. Um, it's been way too long since I've since I've played it. And um, yeah, I'm digging it. And by okay. the way, if, if you are in our fan group, if you go to densefix.com slash fans and look at the pinned post, uh, you can find Micah's Xbox Live credentials. So yeah. you can add him up if you want to play some some Gears Five, and then and then quickly, uh, River City Girls is a is a side scrolling beat 'em up uh, that you've been checking out. Yeah, um, look, it's a it's it's a side scrolling beat 'em up in the vein of River City Ransom. It takes place in that world. You play as the girlfriends of the main characters of the River City Ransom game, and they've been kidnapped. So you got to go save them. And you beat up fellow school children and luchadors and just all manner of weird characters. Um, so I'm, I'm assuming the game does not take itself seriously. No, it doesn't. Okay. It doesn't. It's it's incredibly silly. Um, but if you like that type of game, it is that type of game, warts nice. and all. You know what I mean? Like it's it's incredibly cheap. And and not I'm not talking about price. I'm talking about gameplay. Like these enemies are fucking assholes, and um, the penalty for death is steep. It feels a little bit like a quarter muncher, which is kind of weird mm-hmm. because I I I, I doled out thirty bucks. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lot of quarters, man. Um, I love like River City Ransom is probably my favorite NES game. Um, I think you would, I think you would dig this. I, yeah. I, I dig the art style. I dig the silliness. I dig the music. Um, it's like, uh, it's like Scott Pilgrim, like that Scott Pilgrim side scrolling game. Okay. Um, but with characters that I actually like and, um, yeah, check it out. All right. So, uh, don't forget before we get into the new releases, if you want to support your favorite video game podcast, whenever you use Amazon, use our link densepixels.com. Slash Amazon, you pay the same low price, but we get a small percentage of the sale. Use free Super Saver shiving, you assholes. Stop making 60-year-old men run all over a goddamn mile-long warehouse eight times a day <laughs> to get your free two-day shipping. Fuck that. Free Super Saver shipping. You get a movie credit. Uh, densepixels.com slash Amazon. See, it's, I, I'm going to just keep going with that because, like I said, it makes me feel a little bit better, even though we're, uh, we're recommending that people turn to a incredibly amoral company uh <laughs> so new releases this week uh borderlands 3 easily the biggest uh biggest one coming out on ps4 xbox one and pc uh i will definitely be digging into that this week and i know micah will as well uh blasphemous the uh side scrolling uh adventure game that looks very interesting uh and and if you are like me very interested in the theme of course uh ps4 xbox one and switch for that one uh, Pro Evolution Soccer, it's now literally just called PES 2020, uh, PS4 and Xbox One. Greedfall comes to PS4 and Xbox One. NASCAR Heat 4 comes to PS4 and Xbox One. NHL 20 comes to PS4 and Xbox One. Uh, Utaware Romano Zan comes to PS4. I think I That's pronounced close. that correctly. I'll give you that. Very, it, it be- <laughs> better than the last time one of those came out. I tried to pronounce that. So Utaware, oh, it is hard. Utaware Romano Zan. Close enough. I took two years of Japanese in high in uh, college. <laughs> I know what I'm doing. 
Uh, the Walking Dead, the Telltale Definitive Series, which isn't actually supporting Telltale, comes out on PS4 and Xbox One this week. Uh, it says the full, the full uh, four, four chapter uh, or four, you know, game series on there. Uh, WRC8 FIA World Rally Championship comes to PS4 and Xbox One. Star Wars Pinball comes to Switch, and Damon X Machina comes to Switch as well. Uh, we're going to go into news. I'm actually going to give the baton here to Carrie. Uh, there was a pretty that big, makes sense. yeah, pretty big Nintendo Direct last week. So please tell us about all the news. Uh, that's sure. Good to know. Uh, well, we already talked about the Super Nintendo uh, games coming to Nintendo Switch Online. Um, personally, I feel like that was one of the big stories of the Direct for me. Um, so yeah, twenty games are available right now to play. So if you have uh, if you have the Nintendo Switch Online, get on that. You've got everything from Breath of Fire to a Super EDF or Defense Force. So, and then games that are maybe worth playing. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Though I will, I will say one little caveat that came after that news uh, that was not part of the record is apparently they're now going to be getting off of the monthly release schedule for these games that they were previously adhering to. Um, now hmm. it's just going to be when they feel like releasing them, they'll put new ones on there. So. I mean, I imagine they will have some sort of regular update. Um, plus, they're still putting stuff on the NES side of things as well. So, um, well, they opened with Overwatch. Yeah, the worst kept the worst kept secret that got leaked right. previously. <laughs> so they they opened with Overwatch. I don't like Overwatch. I played Overwatch on PC for a little bit. I wasn't very good. Um, I don't think the community is very good. Uh, I don't think it's a fun game to play. But they're Putting it on Switch, I guess, just to say that they could. Yeah, this this would make a lot more sense if crossplay was a thing in but Overwatch. It's not. But it's not. You're just going to be playing with other <laughs> Nintendo Switch folks, and also it kind of belies the nature of the Nintendo Switch because yep. to play Overwatch, you got to be online. So, yep, kind of kind of hampers your portability. But so, yeah. In any case, that's a thing. Um, what else? What else? Um, Terry Bogard is the next, uh, Smash DLC character. And also Banjo was like, Hey, do you want to play as Banjo? Well, you can play as Tim in 25 minutes. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I have played a little bit of, uh, of Smash with Banjo and Kazooie. Um, they're pretty fun. Their stage is really cool. Um, all of the remix Banjo music is awesome. I really liked the trailer for Terry's reveal. Um, it's been a long time since I have played like Fatal Fury or King of Fighters because I don't really play fighting games like that. But I do recognize the uh, influence and the sort of legacy of those games and of the character um, Terry Bogard. Like if you're if you're gonna have like any sort of like Neo Geo character like. It's probably like him being the representation, I think, is really cool. Um, I mean, it's who you think of, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Um, game I am super fucking excited about Tokyo Mirage Sessions Sharp FE is finally getting a Switch for it. What is it? What, what is that? What style of game is that? Because every a lot of folks I, talk about it, but I like to refer to it as Diet Persona. Okay, um, that, that so, you have explained everything I need to know about that game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so like it's it's like it's more of like a straightforward like atlas style persona style um jrpg 
the only thing like carried over from like fire emblem is like you have some characters where it's like this is crom and i'm like sure it is buddy um is the weapons triad from like the battle system where it's like lance beats sword oh, sword the, ro- the rock paper axe. scissors style yeah the rock paper scissors style um elemental system in fire emblem is present in this game other than that it's really wacky it's really over the top it's about like idols and performa and different dimensions and mirages and nothing makes any sense and i love it so i can't wait to play it again and now i have no use for my wii u That that image of like the the little kid with the gun like looking real upset like that is exactly how I feel about my it, Wii it right is, now. It now is that... impressive to see the efficiency to which Nintendo has obsoleted what mm-hmm. was already a borderline obsolete system when it came mm-hmm. out. So <laughs> they don't give a fuck, and that's fine. Like I'm not mad about it. I will I will eat every bit of crow about about the Wii U that that y'all want to make me eat. Um, as a piece of hardware, it was not very good, but it did have some really good games that are now all available on the Switch. Yeah, we know, because we own them all now, so. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, Tokyo Mirage Sessions Sharp FE Encore will feature um, some of the supporting characters will now be moved into part of the main party, which is awesome, because I love those characters and the games available in January. So if you are a fan of like Persona-style RPGs, definitely pick that up. Um, bunch of other things getting ports and sequels um assassin's creed 4 black flag and assassin's creed rogue will be available as the rebel collection <laughs> on december 6th now I'm, I'm curious why you're hissing i wonder if it's the same thing that i thought when i watched the trailer that they showed i didn't even watch the trailer oh, yeah. i i'm not a fan of uh sea chanties i'm not a fan of uh boats i am you know, uh, you know what i'm not a fan of uh, What's that? Games developed uh, to be natively 1080p with processing yeah. power coming on a system that is not able to support that all the way. Yeah, I, look, that's why I didn't watch the trailer. What's the point? Yeah, it's. I, I don't know anyone that needs this. For, for and, the sake of having them portable, honestly. Yeah, just I mean, you don't you don't need to play this version of no, Assassin's Creed. That's, so. that's fine. Um, Deadly Premonition, which is a game that everybody loves, is getting a sequel. How? <laughs> uh, I actually Deadly... think I remember Deadly Premonition. Was that the Konami game? Uh, I I don't remember. No, it's, I don't it's think from it was Konami. Swery? Maybe Konami published it. Deadly but they Premonition. Sure it. Deadly Premonition is probably most famous for getting a te- a perfect score uh, from then Destructoids Jim Sterling in the same month that he gave Final Fantasy Thirteen a four out of ten, and basically the entire internet got lit on fire <laughs> about it. <laughs> The original Deadly Premonition was developed by Access Games and published in the U.S. by Ignition Entertainment. Okay, this uh, is not what I'm thinking of. No, no, it was a it was a famously like bad game, but it was like it was one of those like so bad, but people enjoyed it. Like yeah. it, it like because of its badness, basically. Yep. Uh, so yeah. the original Deadly Premonition is available right now to download on Switch as Deadly Premonition Origins, and it's getting a sequel next year called Deadly Premonition 2, A Blessing in Disguise. So if you like, I'll qualify it as campy horror games. That is probably uh, the most generous term you can use to describe what Deadly Premonition is. Yeah, go ahead and uh, check that out. 
here's um here's a, a a weird little factoid about deadly premonition according to wikipedia uh it holds the guinness world record for the most critically polarizing survival horror game which leads me to two things one that is a hell of an accomplishment and two guinness really needs to start qualifying what they put in their books yeah guinness is a fucking racket um, <laughs> yeah that, that, is ridiculous. that seems like a baseball statistic like like one of <laughs> like one of those ridiculously obscure baseball statistics that pops up during a broadcast that you're just like why did you even bother tracking this yeah it, it, it reminds me of one of my, of one of my favorite favorite lines from one of my favorite baseball movies mr baseball an underrated baseball classic where Tom Selleck, who plays the main character, found out that the team was that the Yankees who he played for was trading him. And in in his in his incredulous state, he said, I can't believe you're trading me. I led this club in ninth inning doubles in the month of August. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what that statistic reminds yeah, me of. That's funny. Uh other games being Ported include uh, Divinity Original Sin 2, um, which is going to be cool, and that's available right now on Switch, and that will also be supporting cross-saves between Steam and Switch. So that's kind of cool if you have already been playing the game on Steam. Um, Bethesda has decided that they're going to re-release Doom 64 as part of the 25th anniversary of Doom, which is ongoing this year. Um, So if you like janky old first-person shooters, then... Say thank you, Pete Hines. Um, <laughs> uh, Star Wars Jedi Knight 2 Jedi Outcast is also going to be ported to the Switch for reasons. Why? I, I don't know. They were like, hey, this, oh, this, this old Star Wars game is coming on the Switch. And even I was like, why? What a random ass Star Wars game to boil. Well, like, it was good. Like, I'll, I'll give it to him. Like, Jedi Outcast is a fucking fun game. And so that comes out in like two weeks. Um, uh, some new games like Rogue Company, which is a new team-based shooter that got a preview. Uh, Return of the Obra Dinn, which got a bunch of awards last year, I think that's coming to Switch this fall. Oh, uh, we got another look at Luigi's Mansion Three with the hotel that Luigi and Gooigi will get to uh, explore. Um, oh, Game Freaks new game is now called little town hero it was originally just called town um you play as this guy named axe um which is fun because he doesn't have an axe but the the whole game takes place in one town and they made sure to note that uh the music in the game is being composed by toby fox who created and composed for uh undertale and speaking of undertale they made fucking sans a me a gunner outfit in Smash. So now you can play as Sans Undertale, the meme king in Super Smash Brothers. Uh, as far as stuff that we got more extended looks at, we got a really lengthy look at Animal Crossing New Horizons, um, which comes out in March. Um, so just a look at how multiplayer will function and uh, sort of a deep dive into the crafting system as far as how you will collect raw materials on the island and craft tools and uh, upgrade those tools and build up the island. It looks super cute. I'm ready to play that game. Um, it's sort of incorporating a lot of the things that I like about games like Harvest Moon and Stardew Valley into Animal Crossing. So sign me up. 
Uh, Pokemon Sword and Shield got some new features detailed um like a curry rice mode where you get to cook curry rice and write down your recipes in your curry decks you shut up this seems, yeah. this seems yeah. very this seems very uh very much like my least favorite mechanic in breath of the wild yeah so <laughs> curry decks um there's also like pokemon camp which is very much like the pokemon ami uh function from uh the 3ds games and because uh, they detailed some of the customization options for like the actual player character. So that's kind of cool. Um, and like they they ended with Xenoblade Chronicles, like definitive edition, like an HD remake of the original Xenoblade Chronicles. And I thought that was kind of a weird thing to end on. And then I gave it some thought and I said, you know what? They probably originally were going to open with Xenoblade Chronicles and the, HD. And then the Overwatch thing forced them to And we're going to course. end on Overwatch as their one more thing. And then Overwatch leaked and they had to flip them. That's that's my theory and I'm sticking with it. Um, but yeah, I mean, the original Xenoblade Chronicles, which has already seen a re-release on the new Nintendo 3DS. Um, I mean, it looks good. By all accounts, it's a great RPG. I still haven't gotten around to playing it. If you want to know where that Shulk guy in Smash Brothers is from, now you'll have a fine opportunity to do so. <laughs> all so, right. that's cool. basically it. I'm mostly excited for Animal Crossing and Tokyo Mirage Sessions. They also so. announced that there's a, uh, and this released already, there's a free-to-play uh, Kirby game oh, called Super Kirby. Kirby Clash, which looks very Smash Brothers-esque. Um, so there's that if you're a big Kirby fan. Uh, speaking of Nintendo, they have filed a patent for a new Joy-Con design uh, that is this... that is curved in some ways. Or it's hinged. It... Like you can flip. I, I, I don't know. I don't know why anyone would want this. Well, it, it is a little bit more ergonomic. So like, so here, so here's the problem with Joy-Con. So like I have big, you know, giant hands and when i am playing the switch in handheld mode like i i have to hold my switch here I'll, I'll, i can probably just show you so like when i'm playing switch in handheld like i have to i hold it with like almost my whole hand like underneath of this here and so i can hold the right joy con like regularly it's very weird because like if i hold it like normally i feel like my arms are super far apart and it, and it kind of cramps my hand up a little bit so They've tried. I have tiny baby hands. So yeah, well, it's great. It's great for you. <laughs> yeah, um, you gotta, you gotta hold. You gotta brace the back of it. You know. Yeah, it's it's not cool. It's um, so I, I and I got a chance to mess around with those new Hori Joy-Con controllers that they're coming out with, which feel great, but they look like dog shit when they're actually on the console <laughs> because they're way bigger than the rest of the console is. So I think that's the same problem that these would have is like, while they probably will be more comfortable to hold, uh, they're going to make the system look really dumb. <laughs> nah. If, assuming, I mean, assuming these things happen. I mean, it's, yeah. it's just a patent. I mean, that's, mean that that's the anything. thing is like, just, just because something has been patented, like that doesn't mean that it's ever going to hit production. So do they get approved for this patent? Uh, Yes. Yes, they, okay. I mean, I don't, I don't think that the, uh, that oh, well, it, it, the patent got dug up, so like it's, it's in the patent office, but uh, um, 
We'll see. They could also, they might have done this just to prevent someone else from doing it too. So that's, that's always a possibility. Yep, that's all. Yeah. They, yeah. That's it. Just to cover their bases. Yep. Yep. Uh, because the coalition is cool and hip, uh, Dave Batista is in Gears of War 5. So you can now play, uh, as Dave Batista. In Gears 5, of course, Dave Batista is kind of on everyone's wish list that if they ever make a Gears of War movie, they want him to play uh, Marcus Phoenix. And like I said, because the Coalition are cool people, uh, they put a little little bonus in there. They uh, they actually are really cool people. Um, this, this first example is not why they're cool, but um, apparently, so, you know, the whole Terminator thing, right? Like, like you can be a, a Terminator in Gears, right? Uh, well, you can also be Sarah Connor. Like you can be. I fucking, saw that. I thought that sh- was pretty dope. You could be shotgun grandma, and it's actually pretty fucking cool seeing her walk around. Um, this is what makes them cool, though. Um, so in the game, you have you, everything is customizable, and every you know this game is like the Million Dollar Man. Everybody's got a price for something, right? And and you can have like little banners and stuff. Well. You you know, the banners are like flags that they make up or, you know, flags that are country flags, you know, USA and Argentina or whatever, right? Not only do they have every fucking country, they have a litany of pride flags that you can pick. Like, a whole bunch of them. Like, I don't know if they're all real or if they're like variants of pride flags, like, I don't know if there's like, I know the rainbow flag, but I didn't know there was a pride flag that had black and Brown in the rainbow. Also, mm-hmm. um, there's the, the buy flag. I've seen the buy flag before, but I, like, there's like, there's like 20 different pride flags that you can pick. And that's cool. And like, it's little stuff like that, that, you know, is, 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 that that is in the zeitgeist to help, quote unquote, normalize the the idea that everybody plays games and everybody of all shapes, sizes, colors, creeds, orientations, or whatever, like they all play games and and to be inclusive. You know what I mean? Like that's that's cool. That is that's, great. That's what makes them cool. It makes me very upset though that you are inevitably going to see some sort of backlash from the alt right as to why. They yeah, don't have yeah, representation, well, uh, you but know. fuck them. So, uh, Cyberpunk 2077 is one of the most anticipated releases for next year, of course. CD Projekt Red has said that there is going to be a multiplayer mode that's going to release in the game sometime after the game comes out. Uh, they have not detailed exactly what that online multiplayer mode will entail, uh, but they have said in the past, uh, or prior documentation said in the past, alludes to, quote, seamless integration uh with with night city in the game so i don't know that i need cyberpunk uh, to have multiplayer but i'm not going to uh turn it down so i'm just curious as to what it could be you know because it's um because of all the different because of the the nature of this property mm-hmm. like what types of game modes could there be like i'm i'm expecting something different and fresh like that's what i want out of out of a multiplayer suite from cyberpunk 2077 i don't i don't want i don't just want deathmatch with like you know 
instead of shooting a gun, I should have rocket out of my hand or whatever. You know what I mean? I can see them doing something GTA esque, like maybe on a smaller scale, but something in that vein where mm-hmm. you can just kind of do. I'd like I said, no sense of speculating because I'm sure whatever it is is actually probably going to surprise us a little bit. Yeah, yeah. So. Uh, Rage 2, the Rise of Ghosts, Rise of the Ghosts expansion is coming out September 26th. Uh, if you have the deluxe edition of Rage 2, you'll get immediate access to it. Uh, if you do not, you have to purchase it for 1500 Rage Coins, which is $15. <laughs> Shut in, up. In U.S. money. Um, and they said the, that, the, or sorry, Avalanche Studios says uh, that the, quote, new ability in Rise of the Ghosts, Void, will let players target enemies to grab and suspend them in the air ragdoll style using the shatter players can launch enemies or focus the new ability to explode the enemy's head i don't know what any of that means uh if you like rage 2 hopefully you are very excited uh, about this so up until about 99 seconds ago i forgot this game existed uh you are not the only one uh i don't see anybody talking about rage about a month after it came out, uh, you could find it for $30 in a great many places. That sounds about right. Yep. Wow. So, that's what happens when you, you know, resurrect a franchise that didn't have a new game for eight years that no one really cared about in the first place. But I guess <laughs> people are like, well, it made the first one, so naturally someone was going to want to play it. Not necessarily. <laughs> and finally, uh, in news, Death Stranding is going to have a very easy mode. For people that want to enable Hideo Kojima's autourism, basically. So we all know that Hideo Kojima is just making making movies that you can play. Uh, that's mm-hmm. always been the joke for Metal Gear forever. Uh, but not only is there an easy mode in this game, but there's going to be very easy mode. This is from Hideo Kojima. I'm just going to read his tweet, his, his quote, his tweet. Normally, there's only easy mode. But we added very easy mode for movie fans since we have real actors like Norman, Mads, and Leia starred in. Even Yano-san, who never completed the first stage of Pac-Man, was able to complete the game on very easy mode. So you just you just sell you you just sell a sixty dollar movie then? Basically, yeah. <laughs> yup. <laughs> Yo, Amir, you're gonna have to tell me how this game is because you. Yeah, <laughs> I can't do it. I am. I am refusing to play it at this point. Right. At, right. At this point, it's just spite. At this like, point, I just want Kojima to like fuck off for a few years. Yeah. And like not not do anything, not talk to anyone. Like if he wants to go suck Mads Mikkelsen's dick, that's fine. But like, please don't be on the internet about it. I'm sick of him. I'm sick of him. I used to feel sorry for how the shit played out with Konami. Uh, no, I don't care anymore. I'm over it. He yeah, is so kinda... far up his own ass that I just like, I can't stand to hear anything about Death Stranding at this point. Yeah, yeah. Uh, fucking Japanese Shyamalan over here is probably <laughs> the reason. Like, I, like it's, uh, I just don't. All right. I just got to get this shit off of my screen. I can't yep. look at this anymore. <laughs> yep. it's fucking terrible man so before we uh get into what do you people want uh make sure to go to youtube.com slash pixels click the red subscribe button ring the bell icon we post this podcast in video format every single week uh if i ever do let's plays which i imagine i'll do some when borderlands 3 comes out it'll be on our channel as well so again youtube.com 
slash dense pixels. Don't forget to subscribe to all of the TNP studio shows on whatever app that you use for podcasts. That includes the Nerdpocalypse, black on black cinema and coming distractions. And of course, if you're not a premium member, you can go to densepixels.com slash premium and sign up for just $5 a month or $50 for an entire year. If you do that today, uh, you'll have a brand spanking new episode of no time to bleed, uh, where we reviewed con air, the 1997, uh, Nicholas Cage masterpiece. Uh, it was me, Jay, <laughs> Micah, and Terrence. Uh, of course, last week we released a new episode of The Men of the Golden Tongues where Mike and I reviewed Mission Impossible 3. There's weekly episodes to look forward. And, of course, the Aaron Grievances, uh, Jay and Micah's Seinfeld Review podcast as well. Again, densepixels.com slash premium. Currently, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go out on a limb and guess at this point that we are now over 400 hours of content on the premium service. Don't, sure. Don't quote me on that. But uh, but that, but but just basing it on you know timeline, how many episodes to look forward since I started saying three fifty, we should be at four hundred hours uh, of premium content. So it is our three hundredth episode. We can think of no better way to celebrate than to bring back uh, one of your favorite segments and ours. What do you people want us to talk about? So of course you can get in on answering our questions if you are a member of our fan group at densepixels.com slash fans. On Facebook, much like Malcolm did, who said he has never played a Mass Effect or Metal Gear game. Is he missing out on anything? And also, to the Melanin fellas, Tekken 7 Season 3 just dropped. Are you excited, Micah, for Leroy Smith? Answer that question Uh, first, then we'll talk about Mass Effect or Metal Gear. Yes, I am excited for Leroy Smith. I'm I'm always excited for a... uh, uh, a black character to be in anything, and you know, nine times out of ten, it'll be a fighting game. Um, and when that black character is in a fighting game and is not like a googly-eyed boxer, um, uh, who is not you know playing to a stereotype, um, or at least a, a mainstream stereotype, then um, yeah, I'm super excited for it. Uh, I thought it comes out. Uh, well, I guess maybe by the time you're listening to this, well, maybe the maybe the um, maybe the actual update came out, but I I didn't see the season pass on the store yet. So you know who I'm, I'm really happy out. for? I'm really happy for T Pain. Yo, he killed it. Yeah, dude. he killed it. I was like, I was just so happy to see him in that costume. Like he killed the costume. But just like that footage of him just like dancing in that <laughs> outfit, I'm like, this this brings me a great amount of joy. <laughs> so I like T Pain. I've interviewed T Pain. He's a nice guy. He's a very nice guy who can actually sing. Like he gets flack for auto tune. No, like yeah. that guy's that guy can actually sing. No, he can sing. actually sing. So as far as Mass Effect and Middle Gear, so here here's the thing with both those game series, and I, and actually I'll be interested to get a contrarian point from Carrie because correct me if I'm wrong, you've not played any games in either of those series, correct? Correct. All right, so we'll we'll get that in a second. Here's the thing, both are very good, um, you know, ha- create a very good story that goes across several games that really rewards your your commitment and your stick to itiveness with those franchises. However, it's very difficult to just play one Mass Effect game or one Metal Gear game and be able to experience why those series are special. It's one of those things that, like, if you if you jump in, you have to 
and and you like it. Like you know, I'm not saying buy all five Metal Gear games at once, however many Metal Gear games are, and buy them all at once and 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 stick with it no matter what. No, if you play the first one and you're like, I really dig the story, then you're gonna want to play all of them. Um, yeah, yeah. Don't play them out of order. Play them. You got to grow with these people. Um, yeah, actually, yeah. You pick the two franchises with with characters so unique and so memorable, but. If you play Mass Effect 2, you're not going to understand why um, certain characters who come back are... You might not understand why Garrus is your homeboy. You know what I mean? Like, you you got to grow with these. You got to grow with these characters. And, um, and same thing with Metal Gear, man. Metal Gear, these characters are fucking wacky. So you probably, and I, I would argue that Metal Gear, the first Metal Gear Solid has the best characters because they weren't like over the top wacky. Like they weren't vampires <laughs> and, and fat, fat, uh, fat dudes who place bombs all over the place while rollerblading. Like, you know, they weren't, they weren't fucking wacky and silly, they, but they, they were unique. Like the most far out thing was a, a, a fucking uh, a robot ninja. You know what I mean? Right. Carrie, so, why, why have you never been compelled to, uh, to jump in on either of those franchises? Cause I don't like third person shooters and I don't like stealth games. Well, there um, you go. <laughs> that being said, um, I've, I've read through all of the story of Metal Gear. Like, I, I enjoy the characters of Metal Gear. I enjoy the story of Metal Gear. It's just not gameplay that... It's, it's gameplay that I actively am keenly aware that I am bad at. So, like, I don't want to play a game that I know is going to kick my ass because then I'm going to have a bad time and then I'm not going to enjoy the experience of the story. So I have enjoyed the story of Metal Gear vicariously through either watching my former roommates play through it or um, same thing with Mass Effect. The folks I used to live with were very into both of these games. Um, So I sort of watched other people play these games and I really enjoy the story of both. Um, but it's just not gameplay that's ever appealed to me personally. So, right. uh, Bryant asks, are there any games that you wanted to not only succeed financially, but also quality wise that ended up failing at one or both ends and disappointing you also go Eagles. I mean, for fuck's sake, Anthem is going to be like, uh, yeah. <laughs> like the easiest example of this in recent memory. Yeah. Wow. Uh, yeah, I think Anthem might be the answer because um, it. I really wanted that game to be good, man. Like, and it's a solid game. Yeah, it the game. It's it's not the game that's bad. It's 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 a bad live service game. Yeah, yeah. Like the the mechanics of the game, the minute to minute, you know, gameplay is there. It just took forever to like tweak it and it just refine it and. I ended up deleting it off my system recently. Just <laughs> you know, I don't think I'm gonna play it uh, anymore. Yeah. Um, I I, I, really, I, look, I look forward to its relaunch uh, sometime next year. Uh, yeah, so. no kidding. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> in Anthem 2.0, like hmm. bigger, better, brand new overhaul. Uh, I really hope. Um, I will be disappointed if Death Stranding 
uh, succeeds financially. <laughs> <laughs> um. On the financial end of things, I was really disappointed with the financial performance of Golden Sun Dark Dawn, which is almost 10 years ago, because it ended on a cliffhanger. And the fact that it didn't do well financially means that I've been sitting on the cliffhanger. Um, in terms of quality-wise, I've most recently been disappointed in the Harvest Moon slash Story of Seasons franchise. Um, ever since, really ever since they moved to the... 3DS, those games haven't been very good, um, which sucks because I really love the old Harvest Moon. Thankfully, I have uh, Stardew Valley to sort of fall back on as far as farming sim games are concerned. But um, I grew up playing Harvest Moon on my Game Boy Color, and it just like it feels bad to see like sort of how badly that game has sort of slipped in terms of its quality over the years. So. Yep. Uh, Ken asks, you guys have Nintendo Switches. I have some questions. Are the Joy-Cons durable? Will they hold up to a seven-year-old's finesse or lack thereof? How about the dock? I guess I need an answer on the general sturdiness on the system. Most importantly, Micah, if I sneak copies of the new Mortal Kombat and Peach Ball in the house, are the Switch versions up to snuff? Um, Mortal Kombat, uh, I had our, our buddy Rob bought Mortal Kombat for the Switch, and he was incredibly disappointed. Um, all of the towers of, of time, you know, the, the rotating towers that try to keep the single-player game fresh require online. Um, so if you're on the go, again, uh, you know, if you're on the go and don't have access to uh, an internet connection or a stable one, all you can do is play single player towers and that will be um you'll get bored of that very easily apparently and um yeah i i wouldn't recommend playing a a fighting game on the switch i have a couple and uh it is not conducive to handheld play um and then peach ball i mean there are better pinball games <laughs> And then, uh, <laughs> there are much better pinball games. And then as far as durability goes, um, this, this, the Joy-Cons, like the dock is whatever. Like that's fine if, as long as you're sliding in and out. I actually – the one thing I would recommend for the dock is a dock sock. Like if you search for Switch dock sock on Etsy, uh, <laughs> you can find some manufacturer. It just keeps the screen from getting damaged uh, when you're putting it in and out of the dock. I mean I've got the um, – I think it's the Anchor brand um, Switch – like screen glass protector on top of it. Um, I would recommend getting one of those. Um, but otherwise I think the system itself is super durable. I think the joy cons can handle being knocked around quite a bit. Um, they can, Nintendo, I mean, they, they can be broken, but you have to try like, yeah, like, like, like if your seven year old super rough, then maybe not, but N Nintendo knows who their audience is. Nintendo knows that five year olds are really into Mario and Pokemon. So they build their shit particularly their accessories um, to a degree that you can hurl them across the room. And the only thing in danger of being broken is probably going to be your television <laughs> before the joy con itself. So. So Evan says, congrats on episode 300, which show will last longer the Nerdpocalypse or dense pixels. Look, I, I would say something snide about this. I have to imagine as long as TNP studios is a thing, 
Both of, the, <laughs> both of those shows are going to be a part of it. Like, Nerdpocalypse is the flagship show, and we have too much fucking fun doing this podcast to ever stop it. There you go. So, Amir says, uh, what is the, and this is much more for you two, because believe it or not, actually, it's easy to believe. I'm a, I'm a straight white male. <laughs> yeah, I, I haven't I, had yeah, a whole I'm lot of people say a lot of crazy <laughs> shit to me playing online. Uh, but what is the craziest thing somebody's either said on their headset or messaged you while playing online gaming? Hmm. Um, this, this, just the usual shit, uh, you know, uh, I, I was playing, what was I playing? One of them gears games and some little fucking kid was on like it, like it's, it's cliche to say, but it's cliche for a reason. Like some little kid was over there calling me, you're a nigger, nigger, you're a nigger, 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 <laughs> your mom's a nigger. Like, all right, all right, yo. All right. All right. I ain't got, got time for all this shit, yo. Too old for that shit. Yeah. I'm too old to be yelling at some kid through on through a headset. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just I mean, I I don't play a lot of games online. Um, sort of for that reason. Um, I mean, honestly, I think the the craziest thing that has happened is like just playing Fallout 76 somewhat recently, and I was I was on voice chat, and and there were guys who were just like, "Oh, a girl. Oh, we haven't played with a girl in a while. Oh." We're gonna hang out with you, and I was like, "Okay, don't be weird about it." But like, I like they, they ended up being pretty cool. Like we ended up we ended up doing like a uh, like a nuke raid, basically. Yeah. So that, that was fine. They were cool. They were chill. And like my wife never plays online, but a few of the experience she's had in her limited time, of course, playing Call of Duty Modern Warfare way back in the day, not going well, of course, and then. She got sent an unsolicited dick pic by somebody on Xbox Live playing Uno. Uno. Fucking yep. Uno. <laughs> so, fucking. Guys, don't... let me stress this. <laughs> no one wants to see your ugly penis. Yeah, I was no one. Say, dicks are ugly, yo. Like, they no don't. One. Like, they don't. Like, even if you've got a girlfriend, she probably doesn't really want to see your ugly dick. <laughs> <laughs> Does she keep the lights off when you fuck? She doesn't want to see your penis. <laughs> Randy says, just want to thank you guys for making Tuesday at work a little bit better. And are we getting old or are video games just getting more complicated? 39-year-old gamer here. Um, Both. both. Yeah. yeah, both. <laughs> Going back to some of like those SNES games, like, God, I am bad at Super Mario World now. I used to be good at Super Mario World. I'm bad at that game thank god for the rewind function yeah i can't uh i got stuck playing on on my snes classic i got stuck on the second minecart level in donkey kong in the original donkey kong country yo fuck those minecart levels yeah like, like they're in they're general like even today so. but like back then they were so hard yo don't play a sports game nowadays no just don't. <laughs> just, just don't yo <laughs> except, for, except for fifa still weirdly accessible but yeah nba and madden it's it's like fucking trigonometry trying to fucking figure that trying shit to play out. mlb the show no yeah that's another one that's another one too i mean i didn't, I didn't buy a game to do math fuck you <laughs> Uh, Anthony says, congrats on 300. Uh, Johnny says, uh, sends a picture of Kirby uh, wearing the Terry Bogard hat saying, this is canon now. Look at it. So, uh, yeah, you know what? That's what, that's what he's going to look like when he, when he sucks up, uh, Terry Bogard. Yeah. Uh, James says, stupid trucker hat. 
what he wants to do is take two of us on with the other in the new Modern Warfare 2v2 mode. Uh, GoldenEye rules, pistols only. I don't know if you can set the... I don't know if you can set the uh, the weapons that are involved. I think that's actually randomized. Uh, but if me and Micah end up getting uh, Call of Duty, uh, then that's the only mode I'm ever going to play in that game because it looks fun as hell. Um, Andy says, what's the best moment in the history of the show and why is it Terrence doing an impression of a guy with a thick Baltimore accent pre-ordering Grand Theft Auto V? Yeah, he really needs to break that out more often because it's really, really good. Um, best moment in the history of the show. I mean, I still i i go back to the to the Glenn Beck Watchdog story. Yeah, um, that's that's a pretty good one, I think. Um, Micah seems to enjoy whenever I get a bug up my ass about something. Yo, Matt, Matt Brad is <laughs> is uh, is just the fucking best. Because it's like, it's like, see, this is, this is what I say, you know, when I, when I talk about you behind your back, Brad, (laughs) I say, I say that, um, Brad is probably like a secret badass because (laughs) like Brad's like Brad is a really nice guy and Brad married his opposite. Like Brad's wife is like, take no fucking bullshit from anybody. I will fucking fight you. Right. But she had, but she does it in like a very sweet voice. She's like, "I will fucking fight your ass," you know what I mean? <laughs> and 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 Brad was able to, for lack of a better word, tame this young lady. So Brad is Brad is probably like throwing it down because that woman has that woman is tough. And she ain't she ain't she ain't taking no shit from nobody, not even her man, which is why I think Brad is a secret badass. I don't think that I'm a secret badass, but uh, <laughs> I will I will I will take the compliment. What was I ranting on a couple months ago? Because that was you were laughing the entire time, and yo, then now I can't remember I, the fucking I'm telling was. you, yo, Mad Brad is the, is the shit. I'll have to remember that. Maybe I'll find that and clip it out. Because it was really funny. Um, Cam says, congrats on 300, Micah and Terrence. Wow. Uh, <laughs> Cam is still upset because I was very busy in the lead up to my trip to Nashville that I forgot to text Cam and see if he wanted to hang out while I was down in Nashville. And I'm going to Nashville in, in December, probably. I'll hang out with you, Cam. Yeah, I, I, I feel bad because, like I said, I, I had a very stressful week at work leading up to that where some important shit was going down. And it fucking slipped my mind because I actually meant to do it and I didn't. I feel bad about it. Cam's not letting me let Cam's not letting it go because he's a dick. But he says, <laughs> "What are your thoughts on the AEW title going missing for a couple days? And are any of you planning on going to the Full Gear pay per view in Baltimore? I hope you guys celebrate 300 with a bit of bubbly." Uh, of course, Chris I've been Jer- drinking. If you're watching on YouTube, you can you've been hey, seeing me drinking. drinking. Richard. No, uh, Chris Jericho. For those that don't know, won the inaugural AEW World Championship and then promptly lost the title belt. Um, because <laughs> I don't not- fucking. It was recovered by uh, the Tallahassee uh, local police, I guess, and returned to him. Um, it, it's it, it's one of the so wrestling is so unique in that my initial thought when I heard this happened was that it was a work. Of course, like 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 whenever something incredible happens in the world outside of the, of the ring in professional wrestling, you just automatically assume that you're being worked. And that it uh, it is part of advancing a story. Apparently not in this case. Uh, I will say the AEW World Championship is a very ugly championship belt. 
Mm-hmm. Um, you don't like it? No, I don't like it at all. I, don't, I, I The only thing I don't like about it is the big ass AEW in the middle of it. Uh, everything else, you know. The only the belt, only so time weird. that I've ever liked that is when they incorporated <laughs> it into the NXT uh, title belt design. And see, I don't like that either. Like it's a big X with an N and a T next to it. Like I I want belts. I want belts to not have so much branding on them when like we know what belt it is. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like we're watching your product. Like I just want a cool looking belt. That's why everybody loves the big gold belt because it's a, just a big slab of gold. So, and no, I don't think any of us are planning on going to whatever AEW pay-per-view is gracing the uh, Baltimore arena in a little bit. So, uh, Eric asks, congrats on 300. Who would win in a Smash Brothers free-for-all and what characters would you choose? Yes, Carrie absolutely would win. Yeah, she Carrie plays it more Carrie than any of us. I would win. I, uh, my sister, um, my sister is... Um, getting engaged to a, a, a fine young man. Um, and uh, we went to their engagement party. And um, at their engagement party, they had a smash tournament. And uh, I was probably booted. Uh, <laughs> because because uh, these, are, these are, you know, young uh, 30-something weebs who love smash. And um, I was playing smash the other day. I don't know if I have a main. I like... Um, I like the me fighter and I like uh cloud and um and there was somebody else that I that I generally like. I generally like uh sword based characters. Yeah. Okay. Uh, about- I use Kirby, uh me sword fighter and uh Princess Daisy. Yep. And uh Bowser is my main and I dabble in some Mega Man and some Simon Belmont uh in the most recent Smash Brothers iteration. Yep. Uh, Mark says, congrats on 300. Uh, Rashawn says, congrats on 300 episodes. And my question, will any of you play the new Blitter Witch Project game? And I'm making this a run-on sentence just to put a reminder of how I put in all the five-star reviews over these 300 episodes. Also, since Brad isn't on the Apocalypse, this I need to know. Brad's and Micah's thoughts on a possible face-off reboot in the works. Um, I've heard not good things about the Blair Witch game that came out on Microsoft. Basically, a lot of people saying, well, good thing it's on Game Pass because... I'd have been mad if I paid for it. Yeah, I'm a I'm a ween, so I will not play the new Blair Witch game. Uh, I was not impressed with either Blair Witch movie, so and that and that alone is the only <laughs> reason why I'm not going to play it. I, look, I've been to like the actual like Blair Witch Woods, so I don't feel the need to play the game. So as far as this Face Off reboot um, or remake, I guess you could say, I am a firm believer. That if the original film still holds up and you cannot make a tangible improvement, and, and when I say improvement, I don't just mean, oh, it's going to look better, it's going to be shot better. No, like, like you have to be able to improve on the storytelling of the original movie. If you can't do those two things, don't bother remaking the film. Face Off is still great. Face Off is still a ridiculous John Woo movie. That has some of that has the two of the top ten greatest overacting performances of all time contained within that one movie. You're not gonna you're not gonna better that. Part of the charm is the fact that by the time the movie's over, there is no scenery left standing between Nicolas Cage and John Travolta. That's part of what makes Face Off great. You can't make you, that better. 
You're you're one hundred percent right. I don't like like because if they do a face off reboot, they're gonna take it way too seriously. And this movie stars over actor Nicolas Cage and over actor John Travolta. And they are playing, they are overacting each other's overacting. Like it is, it, it is a movie that is, that is firmly of its time with its ludicrous premise and its batshit crazy action and just over the top acting. I, I'm afraid that if you're going to do a face off reboot, you're just gonna you're gonna try and make it scientific. Like, well, what would we do if this happened for real? Nobody gives a shit. <laughs> Nobody gives a shit about whether or not this happens for real. What? No. Who are you gonna get? Who are you gonna get to be Caster Troy? And then who are you gonna get to play uh the guy playing Caster Troy? Come on, man. <laughs> you're yeah. not gonna like everything about like the facial expressions. Like, the, like you're not going to top any of that stuff, man. <laughs> you can't. You know, Don't do you, it. You can't. You can't. Um, Unless you star the original actors. But but then, yeah, we don't need that either. Yeah, because we already have it. Yeah, we already have it. So Yeah. Uh, Sterling says, congrats. Trey says, congrats and best Dreamcast memories. I have no Dreamcast memories. I got one hmm. well after that system came out. I, um, I enjoyed C-Man. Did you? I did. Actually. Okay. I enjoyed C-Man because it was um, the first time I'd ever seen anything like that. And I was lonely as a, as a ute. <laughs> I mean, it came out in 1999. Yeah. We all know what I was doing in 1999. <laughs> Playing play Pokemon <laughs> Snap. <laughs> I, uh, I never owned a Dreamcast. I still don't. I would love to own a Dreamcast today. Um, but I had a friend in middle school who had a Dreamcast and I would, I would play it at her place. And, um, Played a lot of Echo the Dolphin and a lot of Fantasy Star Online. And um, I also think, like, I, I remember being and I think, like, the Toys R Us and Owings Mills and experiencing a Dreamcast for the first time. Because I would have been nine. And uh, playing the Sonic Adventure demo on that with when you're, the camera turns in that first level and Sonic's running at the camera on the bridge with like the killer whales going in the background trying to get you. And I just remember being like really sucked into that um, thinking that 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 looked really fucking cool. Um, so, yeah, I guess that would be it. Just sort of being blown away by the technology of the Dreamcast as a as a baby. <laughs> Johnny says, congrats. After last week's Nintendo Direct, does anybody have more clout than Sakurai right now? Dude literally told people to go play Xbox for Banjo-Kazooie. Uh, that dude looks tired and looks like he needs to take a nap. He won't, though. Nope. Not only is he is he does he have a couple more Challenger packs, but they were like, hey, isn't it sad that the Challenger packs are coming to an end? Wouldn't it be nice if, we're, if we did more DLC? We're doing more DLC. Jamaican so. Air Horn, man. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he all, my, my, Johnny says Johnny's also going Stephen Crowder on us. Uh, f- quick aside, I'm I know that the change my mind meme is very popular in the internet. That dude fucking sucks though. Yeah, Don't fucking share his bastard, image around. Though. Um, 
but like, he's a, he said something like like feminism is fucking bullshit. Changed my mind. Like right. all, right, all right, calm down. Yeah, yeah. Like, that guy's yeah. a fucking Nazi. <laughs> <laughs> but he says fighting games have the best soundtracks. Changed my mind. Um, in terms of listenability. I think that if you're going to pick a genre of games, that's probably going to be generally true. Um, but I don't think that any era of video games has better soundtracks than the 8 to 16-bit era. Um, you know why? Why is that? Because they had to have, they had to, they were limited by technology. So yeah. they had to actually come up with melodies. Yes. Mm-hmm. And not just, you know, sweeping opuses of of you know just uh, just music <laughs> like no you had to come up with melodies that fucking stick in your head and earworms and shit yeah yeah i would agree with you um i think i think as a genre fighting games are certainly up there um i also think platformers also generally have really good soundtracks mm-hmm. as sort of a genre um, but like fighting games, it's like, all right, let's get pumped up. Like let's, yeah. let's get the adrenaline flowing. So it's all very upbeat stuff. Um, usually in major keys and yeah, I mean, fuck everyone knows Guile's theme, like right. F- fighting so, game themes are lit. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fucking melodies, man. Yep. Chris says, congrats on making it to episode 300, but his question is, what JRPG did you enjoy besides the major ones like Final Fantasy, Persona, and the Pokemon franchise? Uh, his He says his favorite is Tales of Vesperia Definitive Edition because of the gameplay, plot, and characters. Uh, he spent 90 hours just to get characters level 200 and to get all the weapons and special abilities. I wonder. I wonder. <laughs> I wonder what game I like. I wonder... I wonder which game, which which JRPG do you think I like the most? So is so which JRPG do you think I like the most? <laughs> Play Golden Sun. It's God Golden damn Sun. it. Um so for me it, it depends on what you qualify as major and not major. If you if, if Chrono Trigger is not considered a major RPG just because it's not a part of a long running franchise, then that's gonna be it. Uh if you disqualify Chrono Trigger because of the amount of star power and finance behind making that game, then Earthbound will be. I I would probably disqualify Earthbound too. Um yeah, I mean I, I would agree like if if we are disavowing all of the major franchises, um I would I would say Tales of Vesperia counts as a as a major franchise. Tales has been a long running franchise. Um that goes back to Super Nintendo days. Tales of Fantasia is the best Tales game. Fucking don't at me about it. <laughs> um, besides Golden Sun, I think my favorite like non-major series JRPG is probably Skies of Arcadia, um, which was originally a Dreamcast game, though I first played it as the GameCube port. Um, it's super good. The music's good. The story is interesting. The battle mechanics are fun. Um, the characters are all really fun um it's just a really good game that i would love to see remade in hd at some point um because at this point like it's it's hard to find like if you can find a gamecube copy um of uh skies of arcadia like that's that's like a 200 hundred dollar game at this point on the secondary market um or i mean you could just emulate it but 
I would like to see that game remade in HD. It's it's really really good. So, yeah. I, but um, play Golden Sun. Um, there's a there was there was a game on the Xbox 360 of all consoles called uh, Lost Odyssey. Ooh, that, um, that was I, good. I really really like that game. Um, Who made the, that game? Mistwalker Studios. Exactly. <laughs> and um, and uh, I was really bummed that 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 game uh, didn't get the love that it deserved, in my opinion. Because it was a JRPG on the 360. Yep, that's it. <laughs> that's it. And nobody that had a lot of like that had um, Hironobu Sakaguchi, who created Final Fantasy, yep. involved with a soundtrack by Nobuo Uematsu, like. <laughs> Right. <laughs> yeah, like you you figure like that's gonna be that's like that's a that's a fucking home run off the bat. Land lost Odyssey eight right now. Right, but they made it a three sixty exclusive, which they probably shouldn't have done. <laughs> nope. What the fuck? So, in a oh. in a misguided effort oh. to uh, appeal to the Japanese market for that console. Since <laughs> since I just saw a new trailer just dropped, and now that there's a release date for it, um, Digimon Story Cyber Sleuth. Those two games are coming to the Nintendo Switch next month uh, as the Digimon Story Cyber Sleuth Complete Edition, uh, October 18th. Um, Those games are super fucking good. Even if you don't like Digimon at all, those games are so good. The music is good. The stories are interesting. The sort of of overlap between the two games is really cool. Um, Yeah, God, those games are so good. I'm going to play those again. I'm going to spend money and buy those games again, even though I have them on PlayStation 4. Uh, Aaron asked a question that made me really realize how much I miss these and, and you youngins out there, uh, might not appreciate this one as much favorite gaming magazine growing up. Carrie, do you know what a magazine <laughs> is? I had a subscription to Nintendo power for years. Or yeah, I still have all of my old copies of Nintendo Power um, in my house right now. Um, they're in a bin in the basement. Yeah, I I loved Nintendo Carrie, Power. Carrie, answer mine first because um, it, it, for me and Mike, it's gonna it's gonna come down between one or two, uh, one one of two magazines, and I and okay. I know what they're gonna be. So, but what was yours? Oh, so is Nintendo, it was Nintendo, Nintendo Power. Power? Okay, yeah. Um, if you are a person of the generation that Mike and I uh, reside in, of of a certain age. Uh, there were two choices. I mean, you had Nintendo Power was there, and, and there were a couple other good ones. But really, it was choosing between either Game Pro or EGM. Or EGM. Yeah. Yep. And for me, I was a Game Pro guy. Yeah, I was. Uh, I was more of a Game Pro guy myself. Um, what What hooked me was the little scoring. Yes, cartoons. The, the little heads. Yeah. The... Yeah, that's what that's what hooked me, and. Um, that magazine brought pro tip into the lexicon. Like, like nobody, like that's it. That's the origin of that. Nobody knows where that came from now, but yeah, that's where that came from. I, I didn't mind EGM, uh, especially for the April fools issues, mm-hmm. uh, trying to find the, the April fools joke, um, that, uh, had an infamous an infamous street fighter, uh, April fools joke. That had people fucking pissed when they found out that it was it was something like you had to do some impossible task in Street Fighter in order to fight 
a character called Shen Long. And what's funny, <laughs> what's funny is Shen Long was just a mistranslation from Japanese to English. Like Shen Long meant like dragon, like what the Shen Long was, was an actual dragon punch. So Ryu would suppose it's supposed to say you must defeat my dragon punch if you, you know, were to stand a chance. But in English, they didn't know what the fuck Shen Long was. So they were like, well, you must defeat Shen Long in order to stand a chance. So EGM was like, hey, here's how you fight Shen Long. Right? <laughs> and it's something ridiculous. Like you got to get fucking first round perfects all the way up. And then you got to you got to fight uh, Bison. But then you have to you have to. Uh, it has to come to a draw and you have to do everything on one quarter and you have to have like a certain amount of seconds left on the clock. And, and then Shen Long will come in and fucking start fighting you and shit. And people actually fucking did that shit. People actually did it. And we're like, what the fuck is like, where is it? It's it. And, and yeah, man, like they fucking duped them. That is the original, like that's how Akuma from Street Fighter was born. They were like, yo, we we kind of got something here. Yeah. And yeah, that is the origin of Akuma, folks. A fucking EGM April Fool's gag. But yeah, there was there was nothing better uh than waiting for the Game Pro to show up every I month. I have some issues of Game Pro in my house yeah. for what it's worth. Um so like I was subscribed to Nintendo Power for I was too. many many as, years. As was I, I. As was I. I, I, um, I. And and I will say this: and Nintendo Power had my favorite strategy guides. Like they had the best oh, yeah. uh, strat guides in the NES, yeah. SNES era. Um. So yeah. Um. I was subscribed to Nintendo Power. Um, from I think the age of about eight or nine until I graduated high school. Um, and I would. I would on occasion spend my allowance money on um, other gaming magazines like GamePro, but I because I was also so so into Pokemon cards, I was spending a lot of my money on a lot of the card magazines mm. as well, like Beckett. Oh yeah, I would buy Beckett back in the day for yeah. baseball cards. So, uh, Leonardo coming through in the clutch. So we said last week we couldn't. It, it was hard for us to remember a lot of like memories from the show. Because it, it, it all runs together for us. But I, I'm going to read Leonardo's comment, which I really like. So he says, congrats on 300. Not going to lie. I wasn't all that jazzed to add the show to my podcast lineup because I already listened to so many video game podcasts. But lo and behold, you folks ended up sticking around because sometimes you don't want to listen to game journalists and insiders talk shop. Sometimes you just want to hear a story of a guy wa- watching the Batman demo in a GameStop and start shouting, oh, that's Kenbo. That's Kenbo. <laughs> <laughs> I love the whole cast. Micah and his seemingly weakly impulsive buys. Uh, Carrie and her constant weeaboo games. Hashtag Golden Sun 2020. Uh, Brad eating all that crow in Jedi Fallen Order is the best game of 2019. Uh, Terrence telling game companies to suck his dick. Or Terrence saying fuck Nintendo or, or getting a fuck Nintendo t-shirt. Short-lived. Uh, or Terrence saying funny things like that one N-word who flew the ship in Final Fantasy VIII. <laughs> Final Fantasy VII, I think, was that one. Uh, here's the 300 more when he was trying to think of Sid. Uh, that was that was a great comment. We're going to end it with Jay. Uh, Jay, uh, of course, uh, producer, ordinaire of, of TNP Studios. Uh, he says, congrats on 300. You guys have consistently done a passable show, and that's more than I could have ever imagined from you three. In all seriousness, 
Really proud of you guys. You are a great pillar of a great network of shows created by a man whose talent seemed to know no ends. A giant amongst men. A 5'9 man with the ego of a man at least seven <laughs> inches taller than that. Well, and, uh, can't say it any better than that, I guess. No. Oh, that's funny. The best one to end on. Um, and, and, and thank you to Jay for, you know, giving us this opportunity. I, I can still vividly remember, uh, that January evening when back in 2013, when I drove, uh, from work to red brick station to meet Micah and Jay, uh, to present this, this format for this video game podcast that we want that me and Micah wanted to do on the network. Uh, Jay was completely shocked that I actually had like an outline and a layout <laughs> and a presentation yeah. basically yeah. made for this because I think he was ready to sign off on it uh, in the first place. And were we, were we the second show in the network? Was Black on Black Cinema preceded us? Um, Black on Black Cinema came out. I I don't know. I think we were the second show. Okay. I'd like to think I'd like to think that we th- though the Nerpocalypse obviously came first. That dense pixels. Uh, helped get the ball rolling down the hill. The uh, catalyst to, to the network success. Yes, to to the to to, to the explosion of of the multitude of podcasts that we all do now. Um, and like I said, it's been a fantastic ride. I'm um, looking forward to continue doing more. And again, thank you to all you guys for for listening to us uh, rabble on and talk shit on this industry every single week because we have a great time doing it. And we enjoy doing it for you guys. Um, so that is it for this 300th episode. Again, don't forget to join the group, uh, densepixels.com slash fans. Follow all of our accounts on social media. Subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcast. Subscribe to Carrie on Twitch. It's up. It's Carrie. Subscribe Quick to thing Terrence. On that. Oh. Uh, I'm oh, doing Extra, extra life. life again yeah. this year. So uh, definitely, uh, I think I posted the link in the gaming group. I'll probably post it again this week. Uh, Extra Life raises money for children's hospitals uh, around the world. So uh, my money goes to the Johns Hopkins Children's Center in Baltimore. Um, a lot of the people in the fan group have donated big in the last couple of years. Happy to announce that I will be playing Pokemon Leaf Green this year. So you can donate two specific incentives, like choosing what starter Pokemon I have to deal with and naming that starter Pokemon. So the last time I did a Pokemon stream for Extra Life, a friend of mine made me play with Chikorita and he named him Chase Utley. So I think this year, <laughs> I think this year he wants to make me play That's with Bryce a Bulbasaur Harper. named yeah. Bryce Harper. Uh-huh. So if you want to... <laughs> If you want to get in on on that bid war, definitely definitely throw some money towards extra life. Everything's tax deductible and whatnot, but it all goes to help sick kids, and that's the most important part. Fucking so. Philadelphia, man! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Terrence is also on Twitch as well. Uh, Apparition four ten is his username, and of course, if you want to watch me play whenever I do stream, it's on our uh, YouTube channel, youtube.com slash densepixels. Uh, thank you to everybody listening, especially if you have been here uh, for the bulk of the ride along the way. We enjoyed the first 300. Uh, we will see you for the next 300, and we will see you Thanks all for hosting a good week. show, Brad. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Just take the compliment. I will take the compliment. <laughs> like I said, it's uh, I'm, you know, you, you guys make the show and the listeners make the show what it is so i'm just uh i just got my hand on the wheel that's it <laughs> so thank you guys so much for listening watching we'll see you all next time Thanks. see you <laughs>